Hello and welcome to Market House, the podcast where we talk all things Disney. My name's Caleb. And I'm Caitlin. And this week we talk about Disney's quarter three earnings call. And we rank the U.S. Disney parks. Let's dive in. Right, and this is episode number 96. Cannot believe we're that close to episode 100. It's coming up soon. I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. We've got some ideas for that, so keep your uh, keep uh, up on Instagram. That's where we'll probably announce stuff, and then mm-hmm. on here, of course. Uh, but just look out for that. We've got some fun plans coming your way for that big, big number. But hey, before we dive in, let's talk about what we've been up to. Yes. So, you know, we always start with the weather. The weather's still hot. Um, you know, it kind <laughs> News of... alert. Yes. It went down just a little bit, enough for us to escape down to one of our favorite places to go for a walk. We got some gluten-free donuts. It was a nice night. It was a nice night. Got some gluten-free donuts, walked around... And looked at a bunch of houses that we can't afford. No. They're gorgeous. They're just yes. the they're just so nice. There's one that looks like a like princess cottage. There's another one that looks like it was just built yesterday. Yeah, they're very charming. With a G Wagon in front. I'm like, <laughs> what do you do? Can I just ask what do you do and how do I do it? So no, that's always fun just to walk around that neighborhood and just dream about living in one of those homes one day. Uh, maybe squatting. I might take up squatting. <laughs> They leave for go get groceries and I'll be like, I live here now, no. by the way. I'm, just I'm sure kidding. they would love that. I'm sure they would love that. But no, we actually just got back today from hanging out with some awesome friends, Clayton and Emily from the Make It Magical podcast. We did. First of all, before we dive into that, go listen to their podcast. They mm-hmm. always do a fantastic job. But we went down, drove to the Bay Area yes. where they're from. Mm-hmm. And first of all, we hit the most annoying traffic on earth. So usually it takes like an hour and a half to get down there. It took a full hour above that. It took two and a half hours to make the drive. It was crazy. It was miserable. And so if you know anything about Sacramento, we've got this thing called the Delta, which I'm almost positive is like this inlet, this river stream thing. Uh, It comes from the ocean. And that's how we get cooler nights and stuff. It's amazing. We love it. But they've got, it took us this weird way. I don't know why. And we had to go by the Delta and like there's bridges that go over it and they'll raise it up when boats have to cross. So that happened to us And we twice. hit it twice. <laughs> and so we were sitting there for 25 minutes like what's going on? So I don't know if some tanker was coming through. <laughs> I was so annoying. So anyways, it really was a long drive, but it was totally worth it. We got to hang out with some good friends, eat some good burgers. Those were delicious. And we got to go to one of our favorite places. We got to go to Sprinkles Cupcakes. Caitlin loves that place. So they closed the one in downtown Disney, as many of you know, and that was a huge bummer to us because that was a staple. Every single time we went down to Disney, we'd grab a Sprinkles cupcake. So now that that's gone, we don't have one in the Sacramento area, but they have one like right down the street from their house, which we're super, super jealous about. But we went and it it was was delightful. Oh, so good. It was so good. So we had one with a coffee. Clayton. We, we actually bought a few. Yeah, we bought a few. We took some home. <laughs> but uh, Caitlin inter- or Caitlin, Clayton introduced me to Phil's Coffee, which is right next door, mm-hmm. and taught me the ways of Phil's. It was very good. I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. I was so confused on how to order it, but he showed me the way. <laughs> I was very overwhelmed. I was like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that does, but it was very good. Had a good time. Uh, Clayton's more of a coffee expert, so <laughs> yes, he helped me out. Help. It was a really good time, and again, hopefully we can get a couple more hangs in before the little one comes, because I'm assuming it's going to get a little tougher to uh, leave the house with a newborn. Yeah, just a little bit. I just a crazy imagine. idea. Just a crazy <laughs> idea. 
but hey, before we dive into all the fun Disney news, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Both are a huge, huge help to the show. Please do that. We would be forever grateful. And if you leave a written review and a five-star over on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it here on the show. Uh, you can also support the show by using our Getaway Today link, which is linked in the episode description. You can save some bucks using that link and also save some money, an additional 10 bucks if you use code MarketHouse10. Also, this is a new one. Mm-hmm. We started a Patreon. We did. And we are so incredibly grateful for the support we've already seen over there. You guys are absolutely amazing, and we'd love to have you if you haven't signed up yet. Uh, again, go over there for the details. You can go to markethousepodcast.com forward slash support or click the link in the episode description to kind of get more details on what that includes. Uh, but I've got a list of folks that have signed up already, and I'm going to shout them out here yes. today. Yes. We've got Tina. You are amazing. You've been around since like day one. Thank you so much for always supporting the show. Thank you, Tina. And thank you for signing up over on Patreon. Emily and Clayton, we just talked about them. They are amazing. I don't need to say this. You know, I I say it every time, but you guys already know how awesome they are. They're supporting us over on Patreon as well. Thank you so much, guys. Christy, thank you so much. Sierra, thank you. Krista, thank you so much. And Chris Miller uh, from Adventures in Millerland. Go listen to them as well. I'm sorry, go watch them. They have a visual thing. <laughs> it's called a YouTube. <laughs> I'm an old man and I don't know what I'm talking about, but they've got an amazing YouTube channel and we love watching their stuff over there. They've got a bunch of fun travel vlogs and if you really miss Disney, go watch a show or a, a episode. I can't talk. <laughs> go watch one of their YouTube videos. Yes, and again, as Caleb mentioned, you guys, we are so thankful for all of your support. We were truly blown away just by everyone that just signed up this first week that we had launched the Patreon. It was one of those where when we got the notification of every person signing up, it was truly just one of those moments where it was a pinch me moment. Like, this is just so awesome. Yeah, almost every single time we got a notification, Caitlin would call me from work and be like, did you see? It's just, I, you guys have no idea how much we appreciate you guys. So yeah, it's just, it's just, it's amazing. So, and again, like we mentioned, it's on a one way street. You guys are going to get some awesome perks from this. Go visit again for the specific details, but I am working on a fun little post about, uh, Ooh, some, something, some something. helpful tips on how to travel to Disney and maybe save some money. So, uh, keep your eye out open. I keep saying eye out. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know why I've made that up. You can say keep your eyes out. Is that keep your eyes keep out? Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. I don't know. I'm turning 80. I think I, I think <laughs> I just turned 80 years old. So uh, keep, I don't know, your ears on the ground and you're going to get some fun tips over on Patreon. Thanks everyone. Let's dive into that news. All right. And our first and actually only news story and hopefully I can make this exciting for you guys. Uh, Disney has announced their quarter three earnings. And this is that time of year where I just get super excited. I know. I love these announcements because I'm just a dork and I love sifting through the earnings and, and what has the health of the company. And it's all that business lingo that I paid way too much money to go to school for. And I could have just read it in a book. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's quite interesting because this time around I was surprised by Why? the kind of like the earnings call, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Mixed results. Yeah. I guess that's the headline right there. It was mixed results. Some good things, some bad things. Let's kind of dive in to the more interesting parts of it. I will make sure to keep it quick and fast and not get too much in the weeds, but uh, let's dive in here. So Disney Plus is getting another price bump as they continue on the path of profitability. So Iger has promised that Disney Plus will be profitable. That means they're making money. Right now, they're burning it, and they're doing a really good job of doing it, <laughs> but uh, they are promising that this will be profitable by 2024, and so 
that's going to come with price increases. That's going to come with some content slashing, which we're seeing. Uh, but again, all other streaming services are experiencing increases as well. Think uh, Netflix announced a uh, yeah yeah a price couple increase. Dollar increase. Uh, some other folks have uh, HBO Max is already just expensive. I think it's like sixteen bucks a month. Yeah, or seventeen maybe. You've got. Uh, Apple TV is still the cheapest at like $7 a month, but I'm sure that will go up anytime soon. But anyways, let's talk about what Disney is doing. Disney Plus ad-free tier is going up from $10.99 to $13.99, so a few bucks there. Uh, Hulu ad-free is going to go from $14.99 to $17.99. That's expensive. These price increases, I think, happened in October of this year. Okay. So you've got a few months to prepare. Uh, But both ad-supported options, so if you know this, uh, Disney Plus and Hulu both have ad supported. That means you can watch the service with ads, which is, I hate ads. It's terrible, but yeah. it's a good way to save money. Mm-hmm. That price is staying the same at $7.99. That's pretty cheap. That is pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of content. And I'll tell you why that doesn't make much sense in the long run here in a second. But uh, Hulu Live, which is their TV offering, is basically cable on the internet. And ESPN Plus are also receiving some price increases. I won't dive into there because that's kind of a little less uh, popular. Finally, Disney will be offering a bundled ad-free subscription, finally, for Disney Plus and Hulu for $19.99 per month. So a good way to save some money there. Bob Iger also announced that they'll be looking into limiting password sharing sometime in 2024. He said that the amount of people doing this is, in quotes, substantial, but did not elaborate on the exact amount. Well, we do all know that it is happening. It so. is happening. So Netflix just did this. You guys all are probably aware of this. You might have some kids that have moved out of the house that have been <laughs> yeah. maybe using their Netflix and now <laughs> cannot. Uh, but yeah, so it's a way of streaming services, or I'm sorry, streaming services to basically get more money without increasing subscribers. So they will look at any way of like, okay, we hit a wall in subscriber growth, which is how pretty much their stock gets valued. If they're not growing, then that's a bad thing. So Netflix hit a wall where basically they lost subscribers one month. It was the first time they had ever lost subscribers. So it was a big deal. Then they announced, you know what? Uh, We're just going to crack down on people stealing, I mean, in their eyes, stealing the service. So mom and dad, you're paying for an account, but your eight children are all logging in on it and they live all across the country. That is no longer allowed. You have to get your own subscription, mister, and you miss, you're going to have to get your own. So that's a good way of increasing revenue without actually growing, Right. right? So they are aware of this. I think Iger is not focusing on it right now because he has some other probably pressing issues to focus on. But eventually, if you are sharing your password with some friends, family, I think starting next year, you're probably going to have a harder time uh, doing that. But these price increases are no doubt part of the solution to reducing losses and reaching profitability like we mentioned before. Disney experienced $500 million in streaming losses this quarter. 500 oh million. Gosh. Now listen, this is an improvement because last quarter, quarter two earnings, they burned through a billion dollars. They lost a billion dollars in one quarter to Disney Plus. Wow, that's impressive. That's insane. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, some other fun things. They saw a decrease of about 7% in Disney Plus subscribers. Most of this still coming from India. It's called Hotstar there. And they lost the rights to streaming rugby, I believe. And so they're kind of mad about that. So they're okay. all unsubscribing. So they're not too, too worried about that because apparently they don't, uh, the subscribe, um, their subscription cost over there is very, very low. So okay. it's not like a huge revenue issue, but they did lose about 1% uh, of their subscribers in the US and Canada, which is a much bigger deal. Wow, yeah. Bigger market for them. Yeah. So this is what I kind of see going. And I don't understand, this is more of a, this is an industry problem. This is a streaming services problem. Netflix comes in and disrupts 
the movie industry and the TV show industry, right? The cable industry, everything. They disrupted media in general. And they come in and they offer this dirt, dirt cheap option to get content, original content, for like back then, what was it? Like $6.99 or something crazy. And a ton of content. Not just tons. That. Like always. Every single day there's something coming out on one of these streaming services. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the problem. You cannot sustain that for long. Netflix was seen as a growth company, was seen as a tech startup, right? So they can burn money and that's okay. For some reason, the culture is just like, you can burn money all day long. You're still going to have a hot stock price. You're still going to you know, be valued at a very high uh, multiple. But Disney is a legacy company. They, they're, they're treated differently, right? So their shareholders are used to seeing profits. They're used to seeing dividends, right? So like, you know, my grandpa's the type that's going to buy Disney stock because he goes, they're tried and true. They've been around forever. And they also pay me, you know, a dividend every single quarter, every single month or whatever, I get a dividend payout and I like it, right? It's stable. But when Disney plus, or I'm sorry, when Disney comes out and says, we're losing money on a product, that is not good. They don't, they're not treated the same as Netflix. So long story short, I'm preaching here. <laughs> long story short, uh, this is not sustainable. You cannot offer that much content. You can't spend billions of dollars. Netflix, I think is close to something like 20 billion a year. They spend wow. on original content. You can't burn through that kind of money and still charge $14.99 per month. It just, the math doesn't work. So I think long-term, I think consumers are going to have to get ready to spend cable-like pricing, or the companies are going to have to just slash content and go, you know what? We're going from 30 new shows a year to like 10 right, or eight. Exactly. So anyways, long story short, I just don't see this being sustainable at the rate it's going. Again, burning $500 million a quarter or a billion dollars a quarter, that's just... It's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, Disney announced a $2 billion partnership between ESPN and Penn Entertainment. This is a little controversial. Some folks don't like this announcement. They're creating a uh, program called ESPN Bet, a new sports betting service. Huh. Okay. So now you can do uh, sports betting through ESPN. Now, I think it's a distant uh, brand of Disney. I don't think everyone just goes ESPN. Oh, that equals Disney. Yeah, right? I never think of it as the same. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to affect the brand that much. I don't think so. But uh, that, that's some interesting news. And then finally, we get to see what you most likely care about, parks and resorts. So revenue increased 13% this quarter to $8.3 billion. That is insane. Operating income 11% to $2.4 billion. Uh, and again, a little factoid here. Operating income is the total amount earned after accounting for operating expenses like cost of goods sold, labor, administration, insurance, and other costs. $2.4 billion. Wow. That's a hefty sum. Yes, it is. Uh, higher operating results for this quarter reflected increases at uh, the international parks and resorts, partially offset by lower results at our domestic operations. So listen to that line right there. They saw increased spending at um, Hong Kong Disneyland and Shanghai is now fully opened. So they were only open three days a week. Now they're open full uh, from COVID restrictions. And so that's where they saw the increases. They actually saw a decrease in spending at the local uh West Coast and East Coast. Yeah, see, results. that was the part that like blew my mind because I can't even fathom with the with the parks being so busy. I, it doesn't, how it does like, not how? compute. Does not compute. So I don't, I don't do understand. It. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know why, but that is that was an interesting point. Not substantial, but enough to make it on the earnings call. So that is it. I hope I made it somewhat entertaining. That is what's going on in the world of Disney. I did not go through everything. If you're interested. Always listen to a call. It's actually super interesting to listen to those if you haven't done that before. But that is Disney's quarter three earnings call. All right. 
you know what that music means. It's time for Disney, Disney Trivia. Trivia. Brought to you by Mark Games. Yes. <laughs> if you want to sponsor Disney Trivia, contact us at... I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? It's been a while. It's been a few yes. weeks. I don't even remember who won last time. But it's a clean slate in my eyes. Okay. You're going down this week. Ooh. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Miss Caitlin, are you ready for your trivia questions this week? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Question number one. In Finding Nemo, what is the name of the dentist's niece who tries to shake Nemo's bag? Darla. Wow, that was too easy. Yes. Good job. Thank you. Darla. Darla. I don't even know how you say it. That Aussie accent. Yeah. I can't do it. That's so hard. Australians have awesome accents. I just can't do it. Oh, it's so nice. It's like you the- know how I always remember with Darla? It's like when she first comes into like the scene, the door flings open. It's like, ding, ding, <laughs> ding. <laughs> like the ring. like horror music. Yes. <laughs> Classic scene. Uh, question number two. Now, this one is brought to you by, uh, inspired by our friends at Make It Magical. Okay. They've been talking about the uh, building of Disneyland and the history behind that. And so I stole this little question from their recent episode. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to test your knowledge if you've been paying attention. Well, I have, and now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> how much money was it to build Disneyland Park? So how much did Walt spend to build the original park? I'm going to give you multiple choice. Don't okay. Worry. See your face. Looks confused. Yes. <laughs> Not to adjust it for inflation. That'd be a di- very different number today. But here we go. 12 million, 17 million, 21 million, or 24 million? 12, 17, 21, or 24? Is it 17? It is. Okay. I was like, I think I remember Good 17, job, 17 million. 17 million. If you adjust for inflation, it's closer to about, I think I read $170, $180 million in today's. Which back then was like unheard of for that someone to spend that much That's money. That's insane. Yeah. That is insanity. I bet you people were like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they talked about figures of like, you'd never spend over a certain amount for a, a ride. Yes, and he the had, ride. He like blew it out like 10 times. Like, yeah. no, nah, I'm going to do what I want. Which I'm so glad he did because look what we got. Yeah. Yeah. The man's a genius. Got to give him that. Okay. Did I get both right? You did. A hundred percent. Okay. Let's see if you can get both right so we can both walk away with A pluses. Okay. <laughs> okay. First up, what was the first international Disney park? The first international Disney park? That is Euro Disneyland or Disneyland Paris. That is incorrect. What? Really? And I fact checked this. So You're it's positive. True. Positive. I don't know if I believe that. Okay. Uh, the o- only other one that it would be would be Hong Kong. Tokyo Disney. Wait, really? It's- oh, wh- what? Yeah. Really? Tokyo Disney. Tokyo Disney. Mm-hmm. Are you 100% sure? That's what the internet said. I'm questioning that one. Okay, well, we'll put it on hold. It might be. It might be Tokyo. Uh, that's what the answer said, and I looked it up on Google to make sure, because I, <laughs> I thought it was Disneyland Paris. I thought it was, too. But then I'm like, okay, Iger was responsible for which one? Iger was involved early with on with Hong Kong, but no, mostly in Shanghai. I think Eisner was still around for Hong Kong, if I'm not mistaken. Because I thought Eisner opened up Paris. He did. That's the old... Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I, you know it might be. It might be. I'm, I'm okay. just... I'm not remembering very well. We'll fact check. If we don't say anything else about it, <laughs> okay. it's true. <laughs> I will take that as wrong. Got it. Okay. Um, second question. Which Disney park does not have a Winnie the Pooh themed ride? Which Disney park does not have a Winnie the Pooh? I'm going to miss both. I'm going to guess Shanghai. That is incorrect. I'll okay. give you one more guess. Paris. That's correct. Really? Paris does not. What's up with that? I don't know. I feel like they would make it so like beautiful too. 
because everything's so nice and elegant over there. It's the Ratatouille. Thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know why that would be in the Winnie the Pooh ride, but the French do things differently. They're just different there. They're artsy folks. Uh, okay, that was it. I lost completely. I got my butt whooped. Caitlin, you're the victor. Thank you. Congratulations. I'm so excited. <laughs> you don't win anything. That's just bragging rights, I guess. Right, you know what that cash register sound means. It's time for Shop, Shop the, the Mouse, Mouse with Market, Market House. House. Caitlin, I just, you know, we're, we're about to spend a lot on this nursery, I think. Yes. What else can I spend my money on? <laughs> Let me tell you. Because I'm dying just to spend more money. <laughs> it's the Halloween merch. You guys, if you have not seen, Disney has released the Halloween merch. And it is just the most exciting time of year because that means that Christmas is coming very soon. Can I just say something? I'm going to interrupt you rudely. But I'm just going to say this. I don't know if I like that Disney World celebrates Halloween in August. A lot of it's people It's 100 don't. degrees over there. Yeah. A lot of people don't really like it. I mean, again, we don't start decorating for like fall Halloween until September, but I, it does make me excited for like the season. When I'm when I'm actively sweating from just walking to go get the mail, yeah. it is not time to talk about Halloween. Well, just devil's advocate here. It is hot for us in October here. It's usually around 90 degrees, so it's still hot either way. So technically, we don't get a Halloween if you follow that. I, yeah, you're right. I think we should go out of town every single year. <laughs> to Disney World. Okay, uh, what do we have? So first up, again, there's just a couple items that I love. Um, this, you can't go wrong with a new set of ears. Um, this type of ears have been in previous years' collections. This is just a very slightly new variation. So this is called the Mickey Mouse Halloween Jack-O-Lantern Ear Headband. Okay, Very long, yes. <laughs> um, they kind of changed up the little pumpkin stem on this is black. It used to be green. I think the year before, they had like Mickey had like plaid ears so they just kind of change like random things on them but again for those who don't know what I'm talking about it's the um, Mickey ears with the little Mickey pumpkins oh, as fun. the ear tops. I like those. so these are $34.99 they're all over the parks as well as online so they're adorable so if you like a new pair of ears I highly recommend and then lastly we have a new pullover sweatshirt for adults it's the Mickey Mouse and Friends Halloween pullover this is just a really cute it's kind of simple and fun but it's like a creamy color and it has like the fab vibe all over it and they're like all spooky and like decked out with like pumpkins again it's just something to feel festive like Kayla mentioned both in Florida and over here it's way too hot to wear this however if you like to wear it in your home look like I do <laughs> crank the AC yes. and just enjoy it I wear my spirit jersey like from Halloween from Disneyland I love it and I pretend it's cold outside um, this is a great option it's $54.99 this is a very hot item right now um, as of recording it looks like extra small small and medium are sold out but they do bring these back quite frequently on shop disney so that's all i have awesome i love these items again i'm not bashed on halloween i love the season i'm just not ready for it yet but i want to talk it's good to prepare it doesn't hurt to be too prepared And that brings us to our main segment of this week's episode, and that is ranking the U.S. Disney parks. So right when I thought of this idea, I instantly regretted it because this is going to be so 
hard. It was terribly hard. It was hard. And it was like sad almost because none of these are bad parks. Like no. you can't just because one's at the bottom doesn't mean it's like, oh, don't spend, don't waste your time. They're fantastic. All of them in their own way. It's just personal. Again, it's personal preference. Mm-hmm. There's some things we just like more than others. And right. we did again, both separate lists. We did not share this with each other like usual. And we did kind of almost like we, uh, we made it a little more professional this time around. And I wanted to be like non-biased as possible. So I made a little spreadsheet for Caitlin and I to use, put all the parks there, and uh, had three different, what do you call it? Like columns? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, three different sections, basically, to rate the parks off of. So mm-hmm. let me list them off for you. We did off theming, attractions, and food, and on a scale of 1 to 10. So for example, if I were rating Hollywood Studios, these are not my real numbers, but a 1 on theming, a 2 on attractions, and 3 on food, that would what? Give it a five? Mm-hmm. And nope, that would give it a six. <laughs> Simple math. Three, four, five, six. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah. We're a little tired here, so don't mind our math skills. But so the, at the end, of the, it would spit out six. And then, you know, in relation to other ones, that would be where it falls in the order. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. It feels like we're going back to school here. All right, Caitlin, why don't you share your number? What would that be? Five? Yes. So for my number five, six. As- six. There are six U.S. parks. Oh my gosh, Good where, grief. where did we get number five? I don't know. So at six, uh, we didn't count the water parks over in Disney World. Those don't count. Yes. In my eyes. Okay, so for my number six, we are starting out at Hollywood Studios. Oh, so at the bottom. Yes, and again, we are going to preface this. This is in no means me ripping on the bottom one because I love Hollywood Studios. You do. Like Caleb mentioned, there's just certain things about each and every park that I'm kind of like, ah, it kind of varies. So for theming, I am going to give it a six. Um, as much as I do love the theming, I feel like I love random parts of Hollywood Studios. Okay. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of kind of like the rock and roller coaster area it kind of is just like boom tower of terror and then there's that (laughs) so it's just kind of random okay but then again i love toy story land there's galaxy's edge but like the filler in between that it's just kind of weird so gave it a six on that and then as far as attractions go i did give it a six only because what i have to tell you i love tower of terror i cannot ride rock and roller coaster it literally i feel like i got whiplash on that thing okay um we don't really do the toy story rides because like Midway Mania, Caleb can't do because no. he gets nauseous. Hold on. We do it at Disneyland all the time. Not all the time. Enough. Okay. We did it once in the past like four years. <laughs> this is an unfair rating. Oh, no. Okay. Um. Yeah. And then there's Rise. So Rise and Tower of Terror are like my favorite rides over there. And that's pretty much it. Slinky Dog is fine, but it's not You're one of those. You're forgetting about something you love. What? Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Oh. Girl. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. honestly, even if I give it a seven, it's still at the bottom of okay. my list. <laughs> okay. What's what's this food? This is pregnancy brain. That's okay. Hello. What's food? Um, so food is a five. Oh, um, wow. We never eat here, like ever. Um, I'm not even going to pretend. I know there are good restaurants here. Brown Derby. We've never eaten there. I've so. heard great things. Yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to judge us specifically of what we've had. We've literally had breakfast Ronto wraps and that's it. No, we had actually we did. We ate at like their backlot restaurant thing and it was very basic like chicken tenders and stuff. Oh, see, I don't even remember that. Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't memorable at all. Okay. So. But like other than that, so that's why I did give it a low score. Again, some might think that that's not fair, but again, I don't want to be like, it's amazing food. I've only had chicken strips. Sure. So. Okay. So it did get a... Um, so I did six for theming, six for attractions, and five for food for a total of 17 points. Dang. Yes. That's pretty low. Uh, what the what the most is 30. So it gets 
It's pretty bad. I know. But I do have to say, Hollywood Studios during Christmas time, like on that main Very street, pretty. it's gorgeous. Very pretty. Okay. Yes. So let me dive in here. I don't want to spend too much time on the bottom one, but Hollywood Studios is at the bottom of my list oh, as wow. well. Yeah. I didn't rate very high. Uh, I'll just, uh, spoiler, it's a, it's 21. I spit out 21. So slightly higher than Caitlin. Seven for theming, eight for attractions, and six for food. Now, let me tell you about theming. Caitlin was spot on. It, it's very hodgepodge. Holly, uh, the stu- a studio backlot is the most boring theme you can give anything. I don't care if it's in Paris. I don't care if it's in Orlando. It's a bunch of boxy buildings, and it's a great way to save money because <laughs> you don't Seriously, need to theme it that way. Right. Uh, so it's okay. It's okay on the theming part. Attractions, I gave it an eight because it's got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway, Runaway Railway, if I can spit that out, Rise of the Resistance. It's got uh, Slinky Dog Dash. It's got Rock and Roller Coaster, which I actually enjoy. It shook Caitlin up. I think that ride's fun. What else does it have? It has Midway Mania, Tower which is Terror. good. Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. It's fin- They've got a lot of great rides. Now, yes, I, I do get motion sick, so some of them make me a little sick, but I can't detract from that because they are fantastic rides. Right. Uh, Food-wise, I gave it a six because, yes, Caitlin is correct. Very average food here. I've heard great things about Brown Derby, but this is also the same place that has uh, Rizzo's Pizza or whatever it is, Pizza Rizzo's. I've heard that place is trash. Mm-hmm. haven't eaten there, so I can't give that too much, whatever. But also, it's also got ABC Commissary, which is the weirdest, oldest-looking restaurant I've ever seen in my life, and I'll never eat there. I just feel like it needs some help. It does need a little help. Other than, like, Woody's Lunchbox, like, that's really awesome. And then, like, the, the restaurant in Galaxy's Edge where we get the Ronto wraps. Like, yeah. other than that, that's pretty much it. That is true. So, yeah, Hollywood Studios at the bottom of both of our lists. That doesn't surprise me, actually. All right, Caitlin, what is your number five? All right, so number five is going to be Animal Kingdom. And again, really hard because I love this park. But for theming, I did give it an eight. And there is an only reason why this wasn't like a nine or a 10. And it's because of the dinosaur, Dino Land. <laughs> oh, no. I just, I can't. That's so mean. It's just, I know, it's pretty bad. But they are, I think they're getting rid of it, right? It's, I mean, we hope. So I hope so. But at the same time, I wanted to just specify the theming of Animal Kingdom other than that area is absolutely stunning. Every time you look around, I swear you're not even in a... It doesn't even feel like you're in a Disney park. Yeah. Like all the sight lines match up. Like it is, it's beautiful. It's very nicely done. Okay. For attractions, I do give it a seven only because there's not a ton that we do there. Um, Other than like uh, the Avatar rides, the Navi River Journey, and then Flight of Passage. Um, I loved Everest, but I got super, super motion sick on it. And that's pretty much all we, like, that's all we go on there, right? Am I missing another one? I mean, I would also throw it's maybe we didn't talk about this before, but I threw attractions I would consider like itself to be a bug because it's, you know, oh, okay. people go to it. So, I love the show. I just didn't consider it a ride, but sure. it's one of those things where it's like we just don't do a whole lot attraction wise over there. So I did give it a low rating of a seven for that. And then as far as food, the food is terrible here. Um, I give it a five. There's literally nothing gluten-free for Caleb over here. And not just that, because I know not everyone has an allergy, but it's just really basic stuff. Their counter service stuff is trash. The only thing that I know that is very good that people do love is Yak and Yeti. And again, I'm not rating my response on this because we've never been there. Yeah, it's also very expensive. I'll give it like a knock on that because if your only food is really in Nomad Lounge, you have Nomad Lounge. Which we've never been to either. Never been to. We can't rate that. And again, mind you, if you're listening for the first time, you're like, well, you've never been to anything. I know. We are Disneyland goers. So we're on the West Coast. We live in California and we go to Disneyland all the time. 
Disney World, we go once a year, once every other year-ish. Yes. So we're catching up. We've got a lot to experience still. Yes. And I do say, I, I have to say that it's, there's something there between if you look at all the other Disney like parks or lands, the food offering is just such a higher level other than like, yes, Nomad Lounge is probably absolutely amazing, but it's just kind of like, I need more than just one restaurant to give it a high rating. True. So I think you're, I think you're spot on here. It actually fell at number five as me as well. So we're mirroring each other exactly. Animal Kingdom as at the bottom of mine. Sorry. What was your final? 20. 20. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mine was 22. Okay. So a little more gracious. Uh, I gave theming a 10. Now, I still gave it a 10 because I did consider Dino Land and how terrible that area of the park is. And Dinosaur, wow, that ride is bad. But um, no, I'm comparing it to, I'm just saying Pandora is the best land, I think, Imagineering's ever done. It is it's the beautiful. most impressive. The structure of the floating islands, the 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 bioluminescence it's just crazy like again it felt like it's like tokyo disney and the fact that it felt like imagineers got like a blank check do whatever you want here mm-hmm. and they did that it's so stunning that just wins it overall and i've been to africa and so i can compare it directly their their part of the park that's africa legit there was a part i told caitlin it like transported me back to being right in the middle of kampala uganda and walking those streets it is pretty impressive it's beautiful it's very cool so They did a fantastic job of theming, so I'm going to give it a 10. Attractions, I gave it a 7. Again, like Caitlin mentioned, probably be a little higher if they had more. Uh, But again, they've got some fantastic ones. Flight of Passage, Nobby River Journey, like Caitlin mentioned. Mm -hmm. We love It's Tough to Be a Bug. I know some people hate that thing. I love it. We love it. What else? Uh, The Nemo one. The Big Blue World or um, the show. The Nemo show. Oh, the show. show. Yes, they have a show there. So yeah, they've got some good stuff, but nothing to write home about, I would say. And the food, I give a five because what food we've had there is not very good. We've had one good thing there. It was like this salad bowl thing Mm -hmm. at... It was the... Is it Harambe Market? Yes. Yes. That was very good. Everything else I've had here is like not very great. Right. Okay, Caitlin, what is number four on your list? So for number four, mine is Epcot. And um, for theming overall, okay, and before everyone gets like, I'm I'm a little more harsh when it comes to these ratings, um, but for theming, I did do a six. Now, what is the matter this with you? This is why. So <laughs> I love Epcot and I love like the whole around the world. I love all the countries, but here's my thing. It's not Disney to me and that's why I think it lowers it down a little oh bit. Oh my goodness. Because it's like, it's one of those where it's such a different experience. That's why I love Epcot so much. But when I'm going there, I'm like, I want Disney to be thrown in my face and that's wow. just me. So I did give it a six and it's not just for, honestly, the Around the uh, World Showcase. That's where I feel like it gets all its points because it's absolutely stunning. Like the way that they designed it and the theming of it. But I feel like a lot of it has to do with like the area where Soren is like that pavilion or like the random just like space that they're trying to do construction for the past 75 years. Like it kind of just feels like jumbled and not well like put together outside of the world showcase to me. Okay. So I did give it a six for that. And as far as attractions go, I did give it an eight. I love the attractions here. I just wish there were more. We love the Nemo ride, Soarin', Living with the Land. I'm obsessed with Frozen. We haven't been able to go on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride or Tron yet. So, or excuse me, Tron's not there. Guardians of the Galaxy, what was the other one that we've ever been on? That's it, I think. Is it? Is that it? I think so. Okay. So my main point here is that they don't have a ton of rides. So that's the only time where I'm kind of like, you're kind of going there to eat. So um, I did give it an eight for that. And then food, I gave it a six. What? And here's the reason why. Oh, my goodness. The showcase has all the good food. Everywhere else is not good. 
Yeah, and I think what you're trying to say, and we our experience is a little different than the average park goer because I've got food allergies, and so I can't have a ton when it comes to the showcase part. So I'm stuck eating the food over. Where is it at? I don't even know what it's called. It's was it no the electric umbrellas in Magic Kingdom. No, this the electric umbrellas in Epcot. Is it? I oh yeah, so. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I remember it was like it was disgusting. <laughs> it was pretty bad. You can tell we don't go to like <laughs> Disney World. It was. It was. I know the one food experience we had there though was pretty rough. Yeah. But when it comes to World Showcase, Caitlin is right. I can't have a ton, but I've heard the food's really good. No, but and again, all these points right here, like me giving it a six, like that's literally from the World Showcase. So I'm not bashing on that. I think it's amazing. The food in the Mexico Pavilion is absolutely amazing. Like we love oh, yes. getting the food there. So again, there's there's it's awesome. And so overall, that did give a twenty. So it tied up with Animal Kingdom. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, my number, what are we on four? My number four spot is Magic Kingdom. So this is where we verge off a little bit here. Uh, I gave theming a nine because it's pretty dang close to perfect. Don't ask me why it lost a point. It just did. Number seven, uh, or attractions, I gave a seven because I don't know. Seven. It's a, I mean, there's just not a ton. That's my problem with Disney World. And I think that's, that's you spurred my thought here. That's my problem with Disney World because they don't have like a ton of e-ticket attractions in every single park. We're used to Disneyland and DCA where they are just crammed full of fantastic mm -hmm. rides, like crammed full. Whereas when you go over there, you've got like three or four big e-ticket attractions and the rest are very meh. And then finally food seven, again, all pretty decent. I, I don't think I've had a like terrible experience there, but I haven't had a great dining experience in magic kingdom. Again, limited experience, but that spits out a total of 23. Ooh. Caitlin, what is your number three? So mine is Magic Kingdom. Okay. So that's awesome. Um, for the overall theming, I did give it an eight. Again, it's magical. It's like Disneyland. I love how big it is. It's just, it's, it's just amazing. For attractions, I did give it a 10. Um, it's one of those where I love the different variations, like the other Haunted Mansion, the Jungle Cruise over there. It's just, they have like really cool rides. So I love that. And then as far as food goes, I did give it an eight. Um, Why? it's a little higher because I like the offerings that they have over there and like the specialty dining. So like the beauty and the beast dining that they have, um, skipper's canteen, which is my favorite. Um, there's just kind of multiple options at like the spring roll cart that we've never had the, um, sunshine terrace with the dole whip. Like there's just multiple things over there that like, I really enjoy getting. Um, I've always wanted to go to Tony's even though not all people like that place. Um, it looks really good and okay. they actually have a gluten-free chicken parm. They do. I, I, haven't, I haven't tried it yet, but mm -hmm. I've heard good things. So that's why I decided to give it an eight. But overall, I, it's a 26. 26. Okay. Uh, now it's number three, correct? Correct. So my number three is California Adventure. Oh, okay. I know. So this is actually tied with Magic Kingdom. It tied with 23. But I had to give the preference to DCA because I do like it a little more. At the end of the day, if you had to ask me, I do prefer California Adventure over Magic Kingdom. Let me tell you why. Uh theming wise it gets a six. Oh, let me tell you why it is so hodgepodge it doesn't know what it is anymore it like it doesn't have an identity anymore what is california adventure it's a pixar park it's a historic hollywood land it's a his it's a uh alien world with uh, like avengers campus with this big ugly building okay you've got uh grizzly peak which is fantastic that stayed true to the california theming and then you've got this paradise gardens thing which is like a full square foot of just nothingness. Okay. It's very hodgepodge. As much as I love the park, the theming is terrible here. Like they've totally lost it. 
So that's where it gets a six for me. Uh, eight on the attractions list. Fantastic. It's got some amazing attractions. It only gets an eight because, I don't know, maybe there's a whole section of the park we never really hit up. The jumping jellyfish, the, uh, what is that called? The um, the twirly sitting on the, in the, in the oh, rocket things. Oh, I always forget. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, oh. oh, my gosh. We know this. The swing? No. No, 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 they're no, just no. they're just not the, very good. The Zephyr. Yes, Golden Zephyr. Yeah. Thank you very much. So there's there's a whole section and the, the the swinging symphony swings we don't really ride. So there are some rides that we just don't like there. And then number nine, uh, I'm sorry, food gets a nine. The food in DCA is so good. I can go on all day. I want to keep it short for time. But they've got some great Italian food there. They've got some great burgers there at Flo's V8 Cafe. They've got. Flop. Wine Country. I almost said Flopovers. That's in Disneyland. <laughs> uh, they've got, yes, Wine Country. They've got uh, some great teriyaki food. Mm-hmm. Very good food in DCA. So that is the number three spot. Caitlin, what's number two? So number two is it's actually DCA for me as well. For overall, <laughs> you're going to laugh. For theming, I gave it a nine. Why? And here's the only, only thing. The only part of DCA that I do not like is the Hollywood Land area. Okay, but I just because okay, all right, I'm not going to argue with you because it's very subjective. Okay, but I would just argue, you know, my my side of things, which is why it just doesn't all work together anymore. It doesn't, but I feel like overall, it's just what makes DCA DCA. Okay, and again, I'm not the biggest fan of Avengers Campus. Um, I don't really like going in there, but the theming of it's really neat. It had to do something to do to go to Guardians, so I guess that's what they had to do. But overall, it's like the major point for me is Grizzly Peak, Pixar Pier, um, Buena Vista Street. Like those combined, like those areas are just absolutely stunning. And now with San Francisco, like it's just those part in Cars Land. Oh my gosh, I know it's it's fantastic. like it's stunning. So I think the one area that really throws the curve for me is Hollywood Land. Okay, and that's what we. Need to change so it did get a nine for me on that and as far as attractions go like Caleb already mentioned the attractions are just amazing it gets a nine for me um the only thing I wish is that they honestly just had more because I just like I feel like I just want to ride all of those all day long and I'm like well it'd be nice if we could get another ride in Avengers Campus or another ride next to Monsters Inc or like it's just something you know sure. something new yeah spruce it up yeah and then as far as food goes as Caleb Again, has already mentioned the food there is absolutely amazing. It gets a 10 for me. So an overall score of 28 for DCA. 28. I love it. All right. My number two is no surprise to anybody. Epcot. It's my most favorite park. That's not an actual thing. You can't say most favorite. It's just favorite. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite park over there on the East Coast. Theming, I give it a nine because that World Showcase is just breathtaking. I love every single bit of it. There is not a single, not land. Pavilion. Thank you. Not a single pavilion that I dislike. They're all fantastic in their own right. Uh, number, and the only reason it doesn't get a 10 is I'm just going to say like Moana, the water thing. I don't know how that fits into Epcot. It's That's kind weird. of random. The Guardians ride. I don't know how even that like theming wise fits in Epcot. They said it's because Qu- uh, Peter Quill once visited there as a child. And I'm like, that is the it's <laughs> lamest, kind of laziest yeah. way of explaining that. But there's a couple things where I'm like, eh, that doesn't make much sense. Uh, attractions, I give it a seven. Again, nothing really wrong with them. It's just, again, lack of quantity. There's not a ton of them, but they're all fantastic. And then food, I give a nine because all the food I'm able, the very few, but the food that I've been able to eat out of those food booths are all very good. Mm-hmm. I remember I had this like, honey cornbread dish thing yes so flipping good at uh flower and garden flower and garden for it was a bee um something very good so epcot i love i mean i'm no stranger i just i love epcot it's it's 
my favorite thing about Disney World, if I could, if I only had one day to spend out there on the East Coast, I'd spend it in Epcot. So I love it. Oh, I love it. Okay, what is your number one? So my number one is Disneyland. No surprise here. Um, Overall theming, it gets a 10. I love Disneyland. I do, I have to mention, of course, that I wish that they would fix Tomorrowland up. But overall, it's still nostalgic to me. And um, for attractions, it gets 10 as well. There's just, you, you can't beat Disneyland. Disneyland's just classic. It has all the, like, original rides. Like, when you think of Disney, I think of Disneyland. Like, it just it goes there automatically for me. That's where I grew up. And, again, for food, it gets a 9. The only reason that this isn't a 10 is because I feel like it's... I don't know. I feel like they could do better because with DCA being the 10, I'm like, they could up it a little bit. I feel like the food is just sometimes just subpar if you go to the non-sit-down restaurants. Like they don't have like the wine country over there. It's Blue Bayou and we're not like the biggest like diehard fans of Blue Bayou. Like the ambiance of it, yes, with the food, it's kind of meh. But like when you go to Alien Pizza Planet, like it's hit and miss there. Or if you go to, um, uh, what is it? Ro- I almost said Village House. What's the one? Oh, Red Rose Tavern. Red Rose Tavern. Like, it's good, but like sometimes it's not very good. So it's kind of like there's a lot of those. Hit and miss. Hit and miss. But overall, like, the food is good there. So my number one spot is 29 points and it goes to Disneyland. Disneyland gets the number one spot. And again, no surprise here. Disneyland also gets my number one spot. Again, it's the original. There's no competition on theming here. It is the charm and just, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. It's, It's Walt's original creation. And you can't beat that. And that's what I was trying to get to earlier with Magic Kingdom. The only reason, and it's no fault of its own, only reason it gets knocked on by one point is because you just really can't. There's only one perfect theme, I think, and that is the original Disneyland with that original park. Uh, I'm sorry, the castle. And it's just, you can't beat it. He walked those streets. Yeah, it's so very Walt, magical. Uh, it's hard to compete with that. Uh, tr- attractions, it gets his 10. Again, it's just packed full of just fantastic rides, dark rides. Uh, it's got some, you know, original thrill ride, Matterhorn, the first, what, steel tube roller coaster. Mm-hmm. A lot of history there. Space Mountain. Again, uh, like Caitlin said, uh, back to theming. Tomorrowland's pretty rough, but <laughs> it yeah. still gets a 10 in my eyes. Uh, and then food-wise, gets a 7. Like Caitlin mentioned, in recent trips, I would feel like the quality has dipped a little bit. It's declined. Our experience at Carnation Cafe has not been great two times in a row now. Uh, we've also been to... Uh, what's it called? Galactic Grill's been eh, okay recently. But then like the breakfast sandwich isn't there anymore. Yeah. Plaza Inn is great. But like other than that, like that's... Flopovers. The flopovers, amazing. Those have been fantastic. But like Caitlin mentioned, the food really shines over in DCA. So Disneyland naturally has to lose a couple of points because, and honestly, they're... Uh, breakfast options have been lacking. Like there's not a lot of places you can get breakfast anymore at Disneyland uh, for a decent price. I'd say counter service. But anyways, that's it. So that's my number one spot. That one ends, I think that had 27 points. And so that is our rating. So just a recap. Six for me was Hollywood Studios. Five, Animal Kingdom. Four, Magic Kingdom. Three, California Adventure. Two, Epcot. And number one, Disneyland. And then lastly for me, number six is Hollywood Studios at 17 points. Number five is Animal Kingdom at 20 points. Number four is Epcot at 20. Number three is Magic Kingdom at 26 points. Number two is DCA at 28 points. And number one is Disneyland with 29 points. Disneyland, the OG. If you played along at home, please let us know what your kind of end rating is. And you don't have to do the point system if you don't want to, but just let us know how you rank the u.s disney parks we'd love to include the international when we get to those one day uh but we're very jealous of some of our friends who've been to disneyland paris Paris and tokyo yes gosh dang it you name it they've probably been to it one day one day we'll get there 
Thank you so much for listening. It's been a blast. You can find us over on Instagram at Market House Podcast and threads at Market House Pod uh, Cast. <laughs> Got to finish that word there. Make sure to follow us over there for pictures from the park and exciting news and announcements. Again, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, a giant help to the show. You can use our Getaway Today link for your future trip bookings. That helps the show a ton. Check out the episode description for that link. Also, our Patreon. Come join us over there if you want to support the show. We appreciate you, and you'll also get some fun perks along the way. Join us next week for another episode. This has been so much fun. Bye. Bye.